Welcome to Meet the DJ at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Would you please welcome our guest moderator, Vic Hope. Thanks, guys. I wasn't expecting a round of applause. That's amazing. Uh, thanks all for coming down tonight. It's a beautiful summer's evening, kind of. Uh, it's obviously a Friday, so it's, it's great to have you all here. I know most of you are fans, so the guy needs no introduction. But he is, of course, a multi-award winning DJ, a pioneer of the hip-hop and the hip-hop DJ uh, genre, a man who was one of the first hip-hop or rap artists to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Walk of Fame. Uh, Please welcome, please give him a warm round of applause. It's Grandmaster Flash. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. It feels like the hot seat, though, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's just being filmed. It's just going to go out on a podcast for many, many people to watch. Uh, first of all, are you enjoying your time here in the UK? Absolutely. I've been here for almost... Um, a little less than three weeks, and I've always enjoyed coming here to London. It's good. It's always good. Now, I've got uh, some questions for you. We've okay. also got some social media questions that were given to us through Twitter, through Facebook, from fans, which I'll be pitching to you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a chance for us to get to know you a little better. Uh, so no first problem. of all, without further ado, what is your earliest memory of being influenced by music? My earliest influence is probably my father, who was an avid collector of records. And... <clears throat> There was this cardinal rule in the household. Never go in the closet where the records live. Never go into the living room where the stereo lived. And if you did, you would feel the wrath of, of Joe Senior. And um, uh, without making the story too long or drawn out, I used to constantly get my behind kicked over and over and over and over and over again. But I was extremely intrigued of what was in his closet. So I used to watch my dad when he came home from work and he would put his tools down and he would go to this closet and he would pull out these black pieces of, of, of plastic and they had like tunnels in them. And he would take this black piece of wax and go over to this brown wooden cabinet that had a light on the bottom when you switched it on and it was called a stereo. And I would watch him do this over and over and over and over and over again. Then when I finally thought that I had it, I would wait for him to go off to work in the morning. And when I heard the door slam, bang, I would grab a chair from the kitchen and climb up on a chair and turn the knob and go up there and look at all that lovely, lovely black disc. And I would pull a disc out and I would go to the stereo and I would turn it on because I watched him so many times. And uh, household said, Joe's going to kill you. Joe's going to kill you when he finds out. And he would always know because he would always meticulously put his records back in a particular order, and of course, I didn't know how you to do that. You messed them up. So I would get beat, and he would go to work the next morning, and I would do it again, and he'd come home, and he'd know it was me, and I'd get beat, you know, so kind of got my behind kicked, you know, and that's in, in, in a reverse order where it kind of taught me this stuff must be pretty valuable, because I'm getting my butt kicked quite a bit for this, you know, so. Uh, if it hurts, it's going to be I, good. How I kind of learned it as, a, as, I was, as I was a toddler. That's how it started. So you were influenced by, by the potential danger. <laughs> potential of the music. Da definite danger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which other artists influenced you at a, at a young age? Well, I, you know, when people ask me that question, like artists didn't influence me. I think what it was with me is coming up uh, when I had my chance to watch DJs 
play. The way that they would play a song made me confused, maybe even angry. And you know, when people ask me, what is your favorite tunes? I don't have a favorite tune. I have a favorite part of a favorite tune. And that's where my, my contribution to hip hop is, is you know, I, I like the part of the record where the drummer played alone, the drum solo part. That was the best part. And sometimes I would find that drum solo in a pop song, a rock song, jazz, blues, funk, R&B, disco, alternative. So that that's what was the very beginning of where I started coming up with this science that today is called turntablism. But um, uh, I always liked that drum solo, and that was the part that I fell in love with. The rest of the song I didn't too much care about. I think that kind of uh, answers to an extent my next question, which is, yeah. did you grow up listening to a particular genre or style of music, but p or parts of genres or styles of music? Well, the, the, the music, I, I, I was one of the younger ones in my family, so I had sister, sisters that listened to like the Motown sound. Then I had uh, sisters that had, uh, listened to the Latin sound. My mom and my pops was into jazz, you know, and then I had another sister that was into funk. So I grew up listening to all these different genres of music as they played it on the stereo. So I was kind of fortunate to just kind of get an awareness that there are different genres of music at such a young age. How many sisters is that? I have four sisters. Oh my goodness. So the yeah. only boy? Only boy. I'm the only girl. Wow. Yeah, three that brothers. That makes us pretty special. We're, we're similar, yeah, you and I, yeah, yeah, except yeah, I'm yeah, not a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, having pioneered the turntablism style that's influenced countless uh, DJs and artists since its inception, have you ever turned the tables and taught anyone how to do it from the cells? I think early on when I came up with this science, I was ridiculed. Why is he putting his fingertips on the body of the record? Why is he taking this record and spinning it in, in, in kind of clockwise positions to, to re-arrive to a section? Like, why is he doing this? Because the way people tr treated records were like children. They would take it out of the sleeve very carefully and put it back and this and that and that. Not like so, you, you got it in the wrong sleeve. I kind of made a record really dirty pretty quickly. And for me, the first successful person that I taught how to do this because I showed so many was probably Grand Wizard Theodore. You know, it was probably my first successful student. Um, and then from that point on, it just went on and on and on and on, you know, from there. You know, but I didn't realize what I was really doing, didn't realize it would reach. Do you like teaching other people? I'm a tough teacher. I mean, I don't know. Do I like it? I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hard on you, you know, until you get it right. Because I'm, I'm really into close to perfection as possible, so I don't know. It's not a bad thing. Um, what advice would you give a young musician today who's trying to fight against the current as you did when you first started? Okay, well, if I were to make an example of a person, Alexander the Great, okay, he was king of his country, but he didn't stay home. He went to the town, to the next town, to the next city, to the next country, to try to accomplish and do in the world. So for me, it was rock my block, rock the next neighborhood, rock the next borough, rock the next city, go after the next country, shoot for the world. And that's kind of how I think about it. And in, and in doing that, it's uneasy because you have to learn so many different top, top, um, types of music. And, uh, but I find it enjoyable to, 
do that. To rock everyone's blocks. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, from performing live in countries across the world, as you've just said, is there an emergency track, like a go-to, that you know will get everyone on the dance floor jumping, just in case anything starts to go wrong? I used to think that way, and when I thought I had the emergency track, that emergency track, depending on where I was, would clear the dance floor. What was it? There were so many. There were too many dimensions, so there is no emergency track. There's no such thing, such thing as one track that will just totally smash everywhere. Because it might be killer in London, and I might be in Australia, and it's like a no. Or it might be in Moscow. It might be yes, and I might be in Japan, and it'll be no. So me, I, there's no such thing as the emergency track. You just got to really pay attention to what the, what the floor is doing and, and just use your best knowledge, pretty much. You've got to use different tracks to rock different blocks. There it is. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about your new release, uh, the Grandmaster Flash Collection, out on Monday. What did you want from this album, uh, and, and what's it given to you in, in, in creating it? I have to say I've been asked to do this quite a few times from various record labels, and the representatives that came to me didn't sound like they would be able to pull off my wish list, let's just call it a wish list. Um, so when I said to some of my staff members, I said, listen, I, I want to do a, a compilation of sorts. So Haley went out and she looked for somebody by the name of Simon. So in a couple of days, Simon sat me down at, at lunch and he had this burning desire in his eyes. And I said to him, what I want are not necessarily songs that are chart toppers, but floor smashers. And he looked me dead in my eye and said, let's go. I said, are you absolutely sure? I'm getting ready to give you some suggestions that might be difficult to find. Uh, uh, songs that didn't really sell millions and millions of records, but are great grooves. And he said, let's go. So the biggest mission was making the phone calls, calling up the managers and the record labels and finding out where this is and where that is. I think Simon and I must have went through countless and countless and countless of calls. I don't think we got sleep through the months looking for these particular songs to put on this. And I'd have to say this particular project is my wish list. It is my wish list and um, Simon and Sony played a, a major part in that. I like the sound of Simon. Why do I say Simon? I like him. He sounds like a great guy. He's very serious at what he wants to get done. And that there is probably when I was talking to him eye to eye, it's like I, I, like I just read his seriousness. And then for me, I said, let's do this. And who wants the top charts when you can smash floors? Yeah, it's gotta be able to, it's, it's gotta be the killer joints that, not only just the memories, but it's gotta be the things that, that smash the dance floor. And that's what this is, because I've been buying compilations for a very long time. So if there's like 30 songs on it, I may get, four or five, but on this compilation here, and because I travel the world, I think the majority of these songs are killer diller. That's how I see it. Obviously, we're gonna, we're gonna find out on Monday when it drops here, yeah. uh, but can you give us a little, a little idea of what we can look forward to? On Monday? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know, I don't understand your question. To look forward to, what do you mean? What can we expect from it? Oh. 
Y'all tell me, what, should, what can we expect from it? Think it'll be pretty good? Yeah. You think it'll be pretty good? You think it'll be pretty good? Yes! That's it, and that's all I there can tell go. you. I don't, know what, don't, don't give anything away. I think that's, that's the, yeah. the main thing, actually. Yeah. Uh, we've got some social media questions now. Sure. So <laughs> if there's anything you don't like, it's not my fault. It's from uh, other people. Nothing's first, perfect. We'll see what first happens. First of all, Ryan Murphy, not the guy who wrote Glee. Uh, what was it like to DJ in the 70s? It was the experimental years. And during those experimental years, I figured out a way to take the break from a pop record and connect it to a jazz record and connect it to a blues record and connect it to an R&B record and connect it to a funk record, each time to the beat. So it, it was the experimental years of taking all the wonderful music from the 70s because I am a strong believer that the 70s probably made the best grooves ever, and it spawned the 80s and so on and so on and so on. So during the 70s, I was able to play a Michael Jackson into a Billy Squire into an incredible bongo band into Queen and, and into like all these all these different genres were quite wonderful and the grooves were so hot then so that there is was it, it your favorite decade to uh, DJ in? I think my I don't know if I have a favorite decade because every country that I go to I learn something new I learn what not to do and what to do so it's a progress it's a, it, it's in works so that's that's the only answer i can give you right now because i'm still doing it it's constant development constant culmination probably probably yeah. yeah well that would make this decade the best because you've got the most behind you i'd have to say far as an audience i probably had the biggest audience this year than ever in my career um I get lots of love from around the planet now. It's really wonderful to be recognized as a DJ who has contributed to this culture we call hip hop. That's actually, I've got a question uh, quite touching, touching on that. Um, do you think that hip hop, the music, has become bigger than the culture since you're talking about hip hop culture? And, and that was from J. Homer T. Do I think, I don't understand the question because the music is part of the culture. So I, how do I answer that? Does the, or has the, the culture surpassed the music? And the culture and the music are, are, are they are parallel. They, they're a part of each other. It's like hip hop is the umbrella. And under the umbrella hip hop, there's the DJ, the MC, the breakdancer, and the rapper. So. I don't think one is bigger than the other. They, they all intertwine with each other. I was hoping you'd say intertwined. Inexorably intertwined. Uh, Shaney Alexander-Steele says, what moment in your career do you feel was the most important towards your success as an artist? I would have to say, when I figured out a way by putting my fingertips on the record and have an absolute control of the vinyl, being able to flawlessly go from one beat to another on time to the beat was probably my most shining moment. Because from there, I was able to build on and do other things musically and other things and other things and other things. And, other things. and it's got me here. And you remember all. it as a moment yeah. that happens. Yeah, it was a very, 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 very amazing moment for me. 
Uh, Howard Ellis says, did you ever think when you filmed the scene in wild style that all these years later you'd travel the world and be a pioneer in hip hop? D does anyone ever think they're going to be a pioneer in hip hop at any point? Uh, absolutely not. You know, because you're, you're, you're in the moment and you're just, you're just doing it. So there was no forethought. It was just, this, I'm, I'm in the present moment at this time. And I think that, um, Wild Style did play a major part, and, and actually that scene was somewhat of a, a, a fallback because we were supposed to shoot that in an outdoor place called the Band Shell, but it started raining really bad, and the producers could not rent the cameras for another day. So they packed up, and they took me home, and then some of the crew had to go to the bathroom. So I invited them up to the, to the flat, and they were looking around and they says, can we, can we shoot that scene right there? I said, right where? They said, can we shoot the scene in your kitchen? I'm like, are you kidding? He says, yeah. And that scene ended up being probably one of the most seen, most talked about scenes in the movie. So things just happen by the way they happen. Does it, does it ever just, surprise you when you, it take you by surprise that you are called a pioneer these days i feel like i've said pioneer a lot but it, you know that's how you'd get described i think that we're all born with gifts that's how we're all born some of us find our gifts when we're very young some of us find our gifts in our middle years and some of us find it when it when it's later on it's just it's just my gift that's it and i'm a human being like everybody else in this room you know and it's just it's just my gift and that's it. I can't take it with me when I'm going. And that's just how I see it. It's just my gift. It's a pretty good gift. I'm good at Minesweeper. Yeah, it is. And that's the way it goes. Glad you appreciate that. Uh, one final question here from social media. I've got George Gonzalez who says, who or what is your favorite group or artist? I don't know if that's a bit limiting. Um, my favorite group or artist, like I was telling you guys, I don't. I don't have a favorite song in its entirety. You can have a collection of artists you love. I'd probably be here till 2050, just, just saying songs that I would, you know, enjoy. But do I have a favorite song? Mm. Uh, I do like to listen to like opera, chamber music. I'm real big on that. And the reason why I enjoy that music is because of the rhythms that they're on. So when I'm getting busy on the turntable, some of them rhythms I do use. So I listen to like Tchaikovsky, uh, I listen to Stravinsky, you know, I listen to artists like that, you know, those kind of songs I listen to. The other ones I perform to please you guys because I already know them. It's just the idea for me to get you to like them and that's how it works. But you do like them. Of course I like them, but I mean, it doesn't mean as much to me unless y'all like them, because I'm a servant. So the, the key thing for me is how may I serve you? So if I can serve you with what I think is hot and you convince me by getting busy, then I know that it's hot, but it's really up to the audience. That's how it goes. Well, for many decades, you've been serving us so well and Thank continue you. to do so. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. an absolute pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Grandmaster Flash. Thank you.